Welcome to episode five of the Ark Podcast. I'm Kevin Herrera. And he is drinking a cup of coffee. He's Ron Erickson II. I don't have a microphone. You have it in your hand. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Here we go. Opening music. Placeholder. Opening music ends. Hello. I am the machine. Welcome to my podcast, The Ark. Two of my humans will be speaking about how they haven't seen Star Wars yet. No spoilers. Luke is actually an Ewok. No spoilers. 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 Error, error, error. E-R. Shut down. Such good comedy. It's the greatest comedy, I think. Content is king. And you're the king of content. For sure. <laughs> I don't know about that. We what? have This is the fifth podcast, so it's the fifth opening. So that is definitely in the top five openings of all time. I was laughing, uh, but that kind, like when you type LOL on in a text message, but you're not actually laughing at all. You're just sitting there with a dead look on your face because you have no soul and it's... <laughs> it's been sucked into the sucked into the internet. Um, speaking of the internet, oh, it all went down. It all went down this week. And uh, what happened? Well, mm, the FCC repealed the net neutrality um, legislation. What? 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 And the internet is ablaze. It's just a fire. Like it's just it's destroyed, right? Well, haven't you noticed? The change that happened the next day after it went down? Yeah. Things have changed around here. Nothing's changed. It's all exactly the same. But that's because it takes a little bit longer for legislation to take effect. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, everyone was, everyone was slash is still terrified, but there are one, two, three, four, five, six, what? Something like 10 or 12 lawsuits already being enacted. And 17 states that are saying that they're going to enact their own net neutrality legislation, which will be illegal, which Ajit Pai in his opening first salvo when he said, this is what I'm going to do in three months time or whatever, said like one of the key things is not allowing states to do that because then you're going to fragment the marketplace. So what I think is going to happen is that legislation is going to be put into place and it's going to prevent the states and it's going to make it illegal for them to do what they're saying that they're going to do. And they're going to fight it, and it's going to be an absolute mess, and we're not going to actually have to worry about it for quite a while. Uh, I think so, too. Uh, wouldn't you say, though, it would be easier just to place uh, restrictions on the terms? Like, for example, everyone's terrified that there's going to be uh, like throttling and blocking of content that's coming to you. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be easier to pass something that says that you just simply can't do that? That would still be restricting. That's what they're saying. It's not what I agree with. I made a lot of people angry on my Facebook yesterday by speaking some reason <laughs> about the whole situation. What would you say? I said that you can go to my LinkedIn and check it out too, but it's also on my Facebook wall if you're one of my many, many friends on Facebook because I am so extremely popular. <laughs> um, well, you're about to get one new follower with this plug. Yeah, at Kevin underscore Herrera. <laughs> <laughs> Always be closing. That's H A R R A R E R A R A. Kevin Harari Arara. Um Have you seen that Family Guy thing? All my friends send it to me when they happen upon it. But it's Brian going to Stewie's coach because Stewie's playing football for some reason, like Pop Warner football, like Friday Night Tykes. And he says, uh, Coach 
Herrera, Coach Herrera, Her- it's Herrera, the coach says. He's like, there's just too many R's in that. Like, What's the, that joke? Like, where is that coming from on Family Guy? You know where it's coming from? A place of racism. If you have a different name or if you're different in any way, it's like this big thing. Oh, your name's not Smith. Okay. Seth McFarlane. Yeah. McFarlane. Yeah. Hey. How do you spell that? M I C K F U R L I N E. What? Aaron's gesturing to us. What do you say? The control booth is telling us we need to get back to net neutrality. I couldn't read the. Uh, I couldn't okay, read thank the, you. Uh, That's Aaron. It's Aaron, one of the new recruits of the machine. Oh, yeah. We were talking about what's on your Facebook page. Oh, God, this is going to be interesting. Oh, how great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not. Ajit Pai. Ajit Pai, I said before they even did the vote that they were going to strike it down because we knew it was going to happen uh, in a party line vote, three to two, get rid of net neutrality, and that it's not about throttling consumers' content. It's about Comcast, Verizon, T-Mobile, um, AT&T getting access to the advertising pipeline that is sitting on top of their pipeline. That's incredibly controversial, Kevin. You don't think that's right? No, no, no. I think it's, trust me, I think it's right. If 85% of advertising is going to Facebook and Google ad buys, and they're using the pipeline that is provided by the big ISPs to serve those millions of dollars of ads. Shouldn't the ISPs get some of that money? Yes. I'm in, I'm in 100% agreement. I think that we're both in the, you know, we both believe in freedom. I believe in freedom. I think it should be free, but, uh, yeah, you're 100% right. And I think people are seeing it in a very black and white way. Well, this is the tough part. We subsidized the growth of the internet, the American people. It's still, there's only like one shop in certain places because anti-competitive things that haven't been stopped by the government. And if you look at roads, we subsidize the building of the roads, but also the big companies that, or I guess freeways, if you're on the West Coast. I guess they're countrywide, but especially on the West Coast, freeways run all the way from California all the way up to Canada. Um, and they're used to transport goods that they're made for the trucks to drive the goods around the states. But we use them and we subsidize them. If we did that for the internet, like every single year we paid a tax to be able to have the internet, that'd be a different story. But we don't pay an internet tax. And there are private companies and public companies that are providing the internet service. And that's what Ajit Pai is saying. Supposedly, a bunch of small ISPs were complaining to him. He cited five of them that they were being slowed in their growth of their networks over since the legislation in 2015 was put put up. But if you look at the actual numbers, that's not true. And the amount that the spending has decreased was $2 billion, when typically it's $67 billion that they spend on infrastructure. They only spent 65 over the same period. So $2 billion is a lot to an individual, but $2 billion over an industry not the big of a percentage. It ticked down like 2.1% or something. If that trend continued, then I'd say we should repeal the net neutrality rules. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with him. I don't think how he's doing it is right. Very interesting. Yeah, um, this whole thing has caused me to explore the whole ecosystem because 
to be honest, I'm very naive about how broadband even works and how these companies are working with um, uh, the internet at all. So definitely started diving down a rabbit hole. And it's very interesting because, um, you know, uh, Europe has its own sort of net neutrality regulations, but there they have much more competition. So this sort of, this, the, what's happening now wouldn't really be too big of a deal um, at the moment over there, just because um, they actually have a law that says that the large ISPs have to um, have to make part of their uh, part of their infrastructure available to smaller companies to come in and compete. It's called something like the the last mile rule or something like that. So like a small company can come in and um, basically rent a part of the infrastructure in order to become competitive. So uh, there's a lot more options. Whereas I think that everyone's so worried here in the United States because there are just like, there's those, the big dogs, you know, that are there. And it seems like, oh, well, they're just too big and how can anyone compete with them? Yeah. I don't know, it's also interesting like diving into how companies uh, work with their internet, like Facebook, for example, has been for a few years, like building their, building out their own infrastructure, you know, talking about uh, laying that line across the um, Atlantic, right? And, uh, and, and all these massive companies, they, you know, they build their own broadband. You know, they all have their own broadband. They're used to just like paying for that themselves. So. I mean, ultimately, it's the consumer that's, excuse me, having to bear the brunt of it. But I would say that it's not out of the realm of possibility to, you know, have a Facebook or a Netflix providing you with Internet for its own service. I would take the opposite side of that because hmm. it's really expensive to lay the fiber cable. Like you're, They're laying physical cable underneath the ground. And, and there's so many, like that's why Google Fiber specifically hasn't been able to get to like gigantic markets because it costs so much money and you have to go through so much red tape and regulation to be able to open up the ground to go in there. It's so expensive that like three companies at once will split the cost and all at the same time put their, their piping in there or put their the physical cables that they need. Interesting. Well, so what do you think about breaking it up like they do over in, uh, over in Europe? They do that with mobile. So uh, Boost Wireless, Metro PCS, that's all. It's like what Robert Rodriguez did to make his first movie. He bought the ends of the film to like make his movie. Right. That's what those companies are doing. They're buying small little, like the ends of, or the little extra stuff. Uh, right. Renting a bit of the network and then reselling it at a smaller markup so that they could get those margins there. And yeah, that came from actually, I think like a, its own version of net neutrality, but for telecommunications, I think in the 90s with Bill Clinton, mm -hmm. sort of, uh, he made the, he made like the Metro PCS's po possible, you know, because mm -hmm. it was after AT&T was kind of broken up. Um, <laughs> it was highly effective because <laughs> it's still like uh, the AT&T's not buying Time Warner now. 
<laughs> no. right? They're not a mega corporation <laughs> that is about to acquire another mega corporation that owns Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, HBO, all of the DC IP that Warner Brothers owns, all of Warner Brothers, all of Warner Brothers IP, Warner Brothers Studios, Warner Brothers, like everything. Thanks, Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of content, so we've, the past podcast, we talked about it too, and how both sides have their arguments and what makes sense, but what, how is it actually going to affect content and how did it affect content? I think the reason why, and this is not from the inside information or anything, but just from my inference on the outside, the reason why Go90 became Go90 and the reason why AT&T did what they're doing with Otter Media is because of what Tom Wheeler did with the FCC net neutrality regulations back in 2015. They were preparing for a time when they couldn't throttle and when they would need to be able to provide a massive amount of value to a consumer to get them to stay with them. It's like uh, if you play video games, when you had to choose between a Sega or a Nintendo, you had to choose between a PlayStation or an Xbox, you could you didn't buy both um, unless you had enough money. You just chose one and stuck with it. And that's where I think they were going, why AT&T was, is trying to buy Time Warner, because they're going to provide the pipe and they're going to provide the content. And the content is HBO, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, every single possible demographic they could want to hit with content. They are acquiring the ability to make it instantaneously. Go 90, if you can't throttle or charge people more for data, how about you make a thing that's a streaming app with content everybody wants to watch, wink, and people use their data to watch it. And in order to get that data and not, if you're on Verizon, you can get it for free you're not being charged the data like AT&T does with some of their things. And that's was their, I think, response to the net neutrality rules. It takes giant corporations a long time to move. They're giants. They're finally starting to get their stuff together. And then GPI is like, hey, guys, actually, you're good. So we'll see what happens in the new year. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, we're used to it. It sucks, but we're already used to it with the mobile devices. It happens already, you know. Like you said, you can watch, um, you can watch Go ninety. You used to be able to watch the full screen app um, on Verizon, AT and T, um, or so, yeah, AT and T. Sorry, um, uh, with no, without any effect on your data. It's like unlimited streaming with those, and yeah. but you couldn't watch Netflix without that. You could well, pay for it and watch Netflix on there, but that data cost you money. Exactly. So you're like you're double paying for the service in a way. So we're used we're used to that format. It already exists, but just just because of the way mobile works, it's able to be regulated in a different way. And with those restrictions, they innovated. That's the entire reason why regulation should exist. I feel like, and I'm I'm generalizing, but I feel in general the Democrats are looking at it to defend people and aren't looking at it like economic scientists. And the GOP is looking at it strictly at, from economics and maybe not economic science, but just money. And so that middle ground is where you get the best for the American people. And I feel like it wasn't extremely all the way to the left, what Tom Wheeler did. I think he listened to the people, they put regulations in place, businesses started to adjust and innovate, we were getting what we were getting, and and now we're where we're at, and we'll see what what this does to the content landscape. But it's it's gonna take a few years for it to fully affect things, and by that time, AR and VR are gonna really start taking off, and it's gonna be a whole other thing. I do think there's a massive, massive need of content in the new year, though. 
there's so many platforms. There's ones that are dying. There's new ones that are going to be launching. It's super fragmented. The marketplace is all over the place. That's why oath.com is a thing. I went there again. Their website changes like weekly. It's amazing. Really? I'm yeah. going to check. I'm going to pull it up right now and see what they got going on. Their, their reel is awesome. And because it shows it's like, if you want to reach millennials, the older generation, young people, parents, whoever you want to reach, we'll reach them directly. Huffington Post, HuffPost, Yahoo Finance, Yahoo, AOL, Go90, Verizon. Yeah, all these like 300 million people across all platforms. My goodness. Wow, it's it's an exploding, it's it's like a hypnotic, a hypno wheel with all the companies in front of it. Yeah. It's oh, but look how, look how like hip and cool they are. Can you kick it? Play the video. Oh, and the video is is a tribe called <laughs> Quest. Really? The song is I don't I think it's like a cover though. Can you kick it? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hashtag oh, ad. just and, yeah. And this is just branding everywhere. We got Starbucks, North Face, Monster, Patagonia. Wow. And it's a Verizon company and they own all of these gigantic They've taken all of the places that have massive eyeballs attached to it that are always every single day checking these websites. They've acquired them. They're bringing together all under one roof and they're going to be advertising across it. And so Facebook already has all of those people in one spot. Verizon's been taking them from all over and bringing them together to compete. It's going to be this crazy battle. And the thing that Facebook doesn't have is that internet. And that's where... I think the the misguided worry of extremely liberal people and people that don't fully understand net neutrality should be is that Verizon has the pipeline, has the content. They can do whatever the heck they want. Facebook doesn't have the pipeline. They've built their business on something else. It's like building a business on Bitcoin and not actually, or not Bitcoin, I guess blockchain, and then not controlling blockchain. And someone controls blockchain if they did, which is... I shouldn't use that as an analogy because who the heck's going to get that right now? <laughs> oh, you're going down that blockchain rabbit hole. Let's not. It's like building. It's like building something on sand, as opposed to the yeah. rock. Yeah. Facebook is building on sand potentially with this new net neutrality. If it goes through, the regulations going away, and uh, uh, Verizon is building on the rock, and they own the rock. Right. Pretty soon, they'll probably go acquire Seven Buck Studio. I got jokes that suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could definitely affect, especially as Facebook's just starting to get into content. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be something that really puts a damper on things. But, I mean, the good thing for Facebook is that it's one of the largest, or or the largest, no, next to Google, advertising platforms on online. So it's like they might not necessarily necessarily feel the effects um, as much as, say, an SVOD like Netflix. What if AT&T acquires Facebook? <laughs> wow. How would that even be possible? Apple's going to buy Disney. Yeah. It's happening. But isn't fa- Facebook is like worth five Disneys or something? I think so. But yeah. Apple is going to buy Disney and own Disney and Fox. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to happen late next year. That's a route that you heard it here, people. Mm-hmm. 
I, I mean, I, I like that. Be so awesome. Yeah. I mean, Steve Jobs land within Disney world. <laughs> <laughs> you just go into like, uh, he's in the hall of presidents. <laughs> you just like, there's like, uh, a, a, a giant tumor bouncy castle that you can go in. That's like, terrible. You just walk oh, into his head and like, is that, that's bad. It right? wasn't his head. It was his liver. I think. Oh, sorry. Or pancreas. Or oh, something. pancreas. Oh, okay. Sorry. My data is totally off, but it's something. Yeah. It was curable too, which is sad. Oh, that's awful. It's like Disney's like gets rid of all ice cream, only fruit. <laughs> Dude, salty jokes. So on that, uh, it's a great segue into Disney and Fox um, merging. Disney is going to buy um, $52 billion worth of assets from Fox. Fox is just going to keep Fox News. So now all of the Marvel IP and all of the Star Wars IP and... All that is under one roof. <laughs> what do you think it was? Were they like, do you think Fox was like trying to push Fox News on them? Or do you think Disney was like, no, 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 no. We don't want, we don't want none of that. Does Disney do news? I don't think they do news. Um, yeah, ESPN. That's sports news. I don't think it makes sense for them. Yeah. Because they're like, why, why do we need that? And also or, by no, buying the, a part of it and not all of it they're preventing themselves from being on the radar of the FTC. Right. Well, there's also, there's Disney channel news. Like, isn't that, what's that called? Kids, kids bop or something like that. <laughs> I haven't watched Disney in a long time. No. <laughs> yeah. Disney even have a channel. They that? have a channel still, right? Yeah. The Disney channel. When I was a kid, it would come on once a year as a preview for like a week to get the kids to be like, mom, dad, buy that for me. I want that. <laughs> One, but my parents never bought Disney Channel. Oh man, <laughs> oh. poor guy. Poor guy. I mean, I never had. I've never had. I never had cable growing up. So I thought you were going to say I never had parents or something. Because you, you're in dark, dark town today. Oh no, just today. <laughs> just today. <laughs> um, but I think the merger is. I will see if it gets blocked or anything. It doesn't look like it's going to get blocked. And there's going to be more and more consolidation on the content side as they they being all these big companies want to not die as right. the marketplace is completely shifting and changing. The big movies are still making millions and millions, billions of dollars. Like Warner brothers passed like 2 billion or something this year and gross receipts. Great. Awesome. But they're seeing their bottom lines changing a little bit. They're seeing the network TV, how that model is changing. Advertising is changing. It's all shifting. And so they're consolidating so that they can have a beacon of light through all of this content. This like deluge of content. They could say, Hey, we are Disney. We have everything you could possibly want. Come subscribe. And we got theme parks. Theme parks, Marvel, Star Wars, all those brands under one roof on one service. In a few years, is Netflix going to even have, they're not going to have Marvel stuff on there. Yeah, probably not. I mean, in a few years, someone's going to buy Netflix. Somebody. Because of the debt. They're just taking on a massive amount of debt. They're going to get to a ceiling where they can't, continue the growth of subscribers is not going to keep up with how much they're spending and they're going to have to course correct a bit that's not coming within this year i don't think though what's the most strategic um company to purchase netflix like where does it fit apple, the best dude. yeah apple right apple apple should totally buy them 
instead of stealing a bunch of Sony executives, they should just buy Netflix. I think it'd be great for Google, to, Google too. Dude. Just change the name. No, you wouldn't even change the name. Same just branding, like, the red color and everything. <laughs> exactly. And they can kill YouTube Red. Yeah, just be like, oh, if you're subscribed to YouTube Red, you're just automatically subscribed to Netflix. Boo. And then Apple buys Disney. I could see that. <sighs> that would. Oof. But guess what? Both of them don't have internet providing capabilities. <laughs> Whoops. So they're still at the whim. Netflix increased my monthly to thirteen ninety nine, ahead of the vote, and I think it's because they're prepping and they don't want to like jack prices up and be like, "What the heck?" Like they need to do it now. Yeah, they're just just easing it in. Yeah, because dude, if uh, as soon as they start getting throttled and they have more that they have to spend, it's gonna lower their margins. So going into twenty eighteen, what what are your predictions? Uh, my predictions for football what? for football i'm kidding for uh the internet uh for the for internet internet content just entertainment in general in our purview what do you think is going to go down mm-hmm. um well i think um i don't know <laughs> it's so hard to know it's a mystery there's a lot i'm being super broad what do you think is going to happen with short form content um, I think that we're going to see a lot more experimentation in, in that and a lot more promotion of that as, uh, as something like no one's, uh, no one's talking like to the world about short form content. And also it's because no one's made something, um, to, to the level, uh, that they should be promoting it. Everything that's been made, has been sort of experimental, good, funny, like goofy, whatever, but I don't think there's ever been something that's like, woo, pop, r- that really locking that in. But I think now people are going to be, ex- we're already seeing it, people experimenting like with spending even more on producing the project. So, yeah, I think that there's, uh, you know, there's going to be even more people popping up and popping into the game. So the first big hit. Out of short form is going to come out next year, you think? Okay, that's a good prediction. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I think it's, I think to that point, it's going to be consumer valued content is going to be the big thing of next year. If it's called that or if it's called something else, it's that is the thing that is going to differentiate the successful companies from the non successful companies because it's not just a great piece of content, it's something that resonates like you're talking about something that resonates with people not just oh yeah this is good it's something that like when you go and see a show when you watched Fleabag you were like oh that show is so good you need to watch that show you told like four or five people that that is a viral video but it's also changing it like affected you I've told people about Future Man it's a comedy it's not like gonna change your outlook on life but it's funny it's fun it's well done and it takes the tropes of of time travel and sci-fi and like subverts them and uses them in a really interesting way. And I've told multiple people about that. That is going to happen within the short form space and mid form space. And the short form and mid form space is also doing half hour comedy. We did eight episodes, eight half hours of comedy this year. So it's like, it's changing. It's coming together. And I think, I, do you think that next year digital and traditional are going to have fully blurred to the point where you can't see the difference anymore. 
Or do you think we're still a few years out? Mm, I think it's like two years, one or two years. But I mean, yeah, already um, digital entertainment is starting to sound a little old to me. Yeah, right. It's sounding like, um, <laughs> you know, there's still people around that say new media. But oh that <laughs> my, my newsletter, my newsletter started out as the new media newsletter. Yeah. And then I was like, nope, it's the digital newsletter now. I'm like, nope, that's old. <laughs> now, like the concept of what we've brought together is like it's it's the arc. Like it's the thing that's sitting on top of all the stuff. Yeah. And so, that never gets old because that was thousands of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't real. Did it I probably say was. The thing with that, I think that all myth and all folklore comes from like there's some kernel of truth that was expanded upon. And there was probably some for that one, if you don't believe that it actually happened there, it's reasonable to say that there was a flood in a valley. And when you couldn't go across the entire world very easily, like you can now within like 12 hours, you could fly to another continent or like across the ocean back then your valley was the entire world. Some crazy flood happens, and there's one crazy dude who's been building a boat for like 10 years, and they're like, what the heck is that guy doing? He's nuts. But he probably went on a hike and saw that there was some like natural dam that he thought was going to burst one day. And when it burst, dude was prepared. I feel like you kind of created a parable of sorts and a, a, an interesting metaphor for the repeal of net neutrality. Very interesting. Wow. Wow. And on that note, I would like to say happy Hanukkah, happy holidays, and farewell from The Machine. Follow us at The Machine LA, The Machine.LA. And what else? What other stuff do we have? Goodbye. Love, The Machine.